Welcome to the La Leche de Latte Random Talks podcast, folks. I'm your host, Eddie Pabon, here with Yasmin Caceres, hey. Nisa Rodriguez, and... This is a real random talk, guys. Yeah, that it's really random. Style. We're just randomly talking about life. We just finished doing her interview. You need to go check that out. But we were just talking about just the realities of the expectations of life and what it's like to reach a certain age and kind of kick yourself in the ass for not having lived the dream that you set up for yourself or that the world imposed you should have set up for yourself early on. So, ladies, you were saying, what, we, what, what were some of the things we were covering with this? Because I think it's really important for people to hear. So, I was just saying that I'm a week away from 38. Weppa. And I'm feeling some type of way about it because I feel like I had this vision of what my life should have been at this age. And it's not that. It's far from that. Mm. And But I have come to accept the fact that it's not what I felt it should have been in my mind and just accept it for what it is and continue to move forward, whatever that looks like. Mm. I have no idea what that looks like. I'm still fucking winging it. I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing, where I'm going. What, nothing, nothing. No clear direction, no, none of that. But that's also but, good because you have no barriers. Right, no barriers. That's why I've always, and that's, it's funny because no a good friend of mine, I have this conversation, I've been having this conversation with everyone for the past week. And my best friend from Miami, who's actually flying up this week for our birthdays. Stay tuned, y'all. We're going to do a special podcast for Yasmin's birthday. Aww, where you. we're going to have maybe a special guest or two. I don't know. Yes. Uh, but we're definitely going to have some of Yasmin's friend and family come and spill the beans. Oh, I'm Yas. And talk about Yas. Fun times with Yas. So we'll get to celebrate her birthday soon. <laughs> but, I mean, there's something to be said about the feeling that you're having. So one so, of them is... Yeah. Nisa, how old are you? I'm 28. 28. So you come into that 30 See? mark. Yep. Do you at all feel like you're not where you wanted to be at this time in your life? Or is this a foreign feeling to you and we're just talking shit? No, like, one, when I was younger, you ever felt like you were born in the wrong era? Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I feel like royalty. I should have been a child of the 60s. <laughs> Hippie, peace, love, acid, and Mary Jane. <laughs> should have been like one of those Tainos. like I felt like a warrior. Yeah. My mother used to say that she identified with the Indios and that yeah. she could ever come back in any time. Is that why you have a chief on your finger? Oh, this was my grandmother's. Aww. Yeah, but they someone did one of those uh, DNA tests mm-hmm. and um, found out that my father's father's father they were Tainos and that's why I had the mancha. On my I face. see that. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I see that when I see you. I feel like an Amazon warrior. You totally are an Amazon, period. <laughs> just, I'm a Sony fan. You're just beautiful. Yeah. So, do you, do you feel like you've uh, done what you've wanted to do or that you, you missed the mark? Like, where are you at this point in your life? Um, I always thought when I had a child, I'll be married, I'll have a house. And I had this whole picture in my head of what it was supposed to be. And I'm happy it didn't turn out that way. Because I've been like on two world tours. My son has traveled the world with me. That's wonderful. That would have never happened if I had like just a regular. I'm not saying that regular and normal is bad, but I, I I don't feel like me and my son live a normal life, and I'm happy for that. Mm. Regular and normal people. When she says that, we're presuming. I'm presuming that you mean the expectation that's been posed upon us by societal standards, which right. is like as women, you period. Know, get you're married, supposed to have a husband. You're supposed to have kids. Have like I'm children. 38 years old, and I'm one of the few people that I know that is still not married and still doesn't have a kid. And that's got, so rare. Mm-hmm. And to be fine with it, she got those fresh ovaries, y'all. Yeah. So, but they're not open mm-hmm. to whatever. 
you know. They're not as open as I would like for her to be. <laughs> so. <laughs> They're not, the shop is not open. I'm not trying to have no babies. I'm not, that's just not. Yes, did I think I would have that by now? Yes, but I've yet to meet the man so spectacular that I wanted to, you know, come in my pussy and have his baby. Why? That's just not. Why settle? It hasn't happened. He hasn't, he's not here. And I'm not going to settle. I'm not yeah, just exactly. gonna, I'm not gonna do that, and perhaps that's why I'm 38 and alone because I refuse. But you're not alone. I'm not alone. I have a lot of love around me. Mm-hmm. I have a lot, and you know what? I'm so grateful for that because not everybody, all the sisterhood, like the sisterhood that I've built with my female friends along the years, like I have such a strong bond with those girls. Like, and you'll meet them next week. Two of them will be here. Um, they're coming down just for my birthday. I that's how feeling. loved I am. They're gonna be fun. I can it see. It is this. gonna be fun. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's like I, I let go of that expectation a lot. I've learned not to expect anything because you, you, it's when you expect shit that you get disappointed. And I think we create, we break our own hearts sometimes with the ideas that we create of certain shit in our minds, mm. knowing the reality of how, of what, you know, of how shit really is, you know? Well, I mean, there's a couple of perspectives to this. One of them for me... I mean, of course, there's a gray area. It's not just black and white. Everybody's different. Everything's yeah. different. I'm just saying for myself. Right. And, and well, I think the altruistic piece to practice that I always talk about, patiently repeating altruistic challenges to inspire core excellence. So altruism is the belief that we're all a part of a greater energy, that we all put into this greater pool of energy and create the reality together. Uh, and we share similar challenges, interests, yes. whatever. Yes. We're, we're, we're different and the same in, in many aspects. But as a as a man, you know, I had this expectation of what it was what it was supposed to be like to be a man in the world. Uh, and I dated women and beat myself up a long time for having feelings towards men, um, which is something that now at thirty four years old. You guys got my age finally. <laughs> um, I I've come to the realization I don't really give a fuck about what people think about what I do or don't do or don't like. But I spent so much time trying to appease others that I thought I had to be straight. I thought I had to get this job. I thought I had to finish college and I had to do all of these kind of societal standard uh, minimum requirements meeting things. And it hit me one day like you've done so much. I was depressed for a while. Because I, I raised my brothers and sisters, and by the time I hit 30, I just got out of a 10-year relationship, so I felt like relationships sucked, and I was bitter about relationships. Um, but I felt like I was such a failure, because while I had built credit and I had done all these things, I felt like I did nothing. And I, I didn't give myself credit for what I was, what I wanted the house, the, the car, the kid, the, the whole thing. And then one day it hit me, like, yo, bro, you've done so much shit. Like, I've traveled to the CDC and, and worked with the CDC in Atlanta. To try to produce some youth programs out here that are that promote positive behavioral health outcomes, I've managed and directed programs for major networks and agencies in the city. Worked with the Department of Health and Corrections for four and a half years, transitioning uh, correctional inmates into society and stabilizing them, monitoring their health, etc. Special populations, families, the works. Uh, I. I have thousands of hours of volunteer time and all this shit that I never gave myself credit for. So I became a substance abuse counselor, qualified health professional, all yes. this shit. And I still felt like a failure because I didn't have the house, the car, the riches, you the whole shit. You didn't have instead of what you Exactly. Did. And then when I realized that I'm like, wow, I wonder how many other people have the altruistic, you know, those feelings of, of feeling lost, feeling confused or feeling like they were failures. And come to find out 30s, like, 
a moniker for that for many people. And apparently so is 40. Because 38 <laughs> came quick. 40 will be here tomorrow. And I'm just like, no. No. But, but I have to get back to what you said. When you said that you just stopped giving a fuck about it. I feel like I've lived my life that way always. Not giving a fuck about what anybody thought. And I'm just trying to figure out at what point did I start caring about what everybody thought. Like, mm. when did that happen? What happened to that rebellious girl? I was always the black sheep of the family. You know, just I never cared about what anybody thought. You know, I never hid anything from my parents. Like, they just, they knew that I was a loca and that I did crazy shit. And I never cared what anybody thought. Like, not even my own parents could restrain me. I and now, where did, where did all this come from? Like, why, why do I feel like this at this point in my life when I've lived my life thus far not giving a fuck about what anybody thought? I wonder why. I wonder. Uh, it's something you guys both share in common that you could take turns or either of you could speak to. I don't identify with being rebellious or like a badass kid. I was on the flip side. Well, I tried to kiss mom. ass and like do everything Listen. right and show up and be the caretaker I so that I to wouldn't. I my mom to this day. Like, I'm so. sorry. I was so horrible. Well, what was that like? Like being so free like that? Like it must have been liberating to just be like, good. fuck it you. It did feel good. It did feel good. But I feel, I feel like, but now I feel I mean, to my mom, I feel like shit. Mom, I, there was times I didn't, for years, I didn't call my mom, mom or mother. It was lady. Ooh. And I, I end up noticing it in an interview. She did a documentary that they're doing on me. And it was like, I can't believe I, I was such an asshole to my mom. And it, it opens your eyes because I feel like I know one day I'm going to have that with my son. You're a mom. Yeah. yeah you and I, I can't believe that. That's why whatever she wants now, my mom is a holona. <laughs> Let me tell you. But if you go to my Instagram and you see when I drive her around, she wants me to drive her but critiques everything. Oh, my dad. He's he's like, no hay chofere. Él es And everybody else, he's thinking that everybody wrong. else on the road, right, except himself. But I feel, I feel like crap because my mom went through so much. And then it's like, I know I'm going to go through that with my son. And I hope whatever mistakes that I did with growing up, I can fix it now and work with it with my son. Because my mother, I used to be so scared of my mom. She would whoop my ass. Yeah. Me and my older brother were always getting fucked up. The two other kids would never get in trouble. And I'm like, damn, I was so fucked up. But I got into a lot of shit. I got stories now. I would never want my son to go through my life. But mm. I was I was real fucked up. When I was in junior high school, my mom used to do random pop-ups at the school to see <laughs> how I was doing. One time, and it just so happens that I was running out of the boys' bathroom. Oh, my God. And she was with the dean, and the dean's oh. office was in front of the boys' bathroom. And when I come out of the boys' bathroom, mommy para ahí con el dean. The dean had to take her off of me oh because that God. woman was going to kill me in the hallway that day. Oh, my God. How do you explain to your mom that you're... out the boys' bathroom? What are you... Oh, Yo. my God. And that's just the tip of a giant iceberg. Let me tell you. <laughs> like, I... It was horrible. And I feel so bad now. Like, just so guilty about putting my mom through all this shit. And I just... Like I said, I didn't care. I dated girls. I've done pretty much everything you can think of under the sun and never cared about what anybody mm -hmm. thought. Not even my parents. So now, like I said, this point in my life, like, at what point did I begin to care? Like, I've always been so free and just so carefree, and now I'm like, I feel like I'm walking on eggshells sometimes. Like, what happened to that free spirit? What happened to that girl? You're poisoned by society. <laughs> I'm jaded. No, I really am. <laughs> I am, and I'm not. I feel like I still have that in me, and it comes out sometimes, depending on who I'm around. But when I'm with myself... I feel like I'm my own worst critic and my own worst, like, I feel like I'm hardest on myself. Mm. Yeah. 
So let's talk about that because <laughs> you know you gotta be on my therapeutic shit. So what is it about? What do you gain out of being hard on yourself? I not most thinking of about what are. I could gain or not gain. It's just I am. I'm hard on myself. I well, don't know what I what I rather what, let me rephrase the question. What is what feelings do you get when you're bad, when you're harsh on yourself, Nisa? And you feel free to chime in. Like when you because you've Ooh. said that there's times where you have like issues with you know you're feeling down or whatever or naturally let me tell you i can't starve myself ever okay <laughs> i'm a hungry fat bastard and i eat when i want to it's hard for me to diet and nisa is she's got to fill weight classes and all yeah, kind sure. of stuff so for you to you be dieting for three days like who does that that's like some magic listen shit. and then you know if it's <laughs> if it happens to coincide with the time of the month she got mm-hmm. all kind of challenges listen, right hormones are real mm-hmm. pms is real. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be around me. Mm-hmm. When that Hashtag happens. male PMS is real too. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't even want to be with myself sometimes when I'm going when I'm hormonal. I have to literally pe- give myself a pep talk, even when I'm at work, especially when I'm because I'm on somebody else's clock. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, Jasmine, you need to really back a little bit. You need, you know, mm-hmm. like I have to talk to myself and tell myself, listen, you gotta be less abrasive. You gotta, you know what I'm saying? Kill them with kindness, by the, you know, smile, even if you don't want to. That's hard. Yeah. It's hard. When you don't have it in you and, and you have to be that, that's hard. And it's a challenge for me every day because I'm front of the house. Mm-hmm. I am the first person you see when you walk in. Mm-hmm. You want to be welcomed with a warm smile and inviting, but sometimes I don't have it in me. It's crazy because I don't know this Yasmin, Because right? Yasmin, so we're really good actors in this world, most of <laughs> us, right? We're trained to be actors when we're growing up because we are true selves when we're kids. And we're constantly told, it's no say, I say, you don't do that. Right. You know, no don't say that. Right. Be quiet. Don't say that in front of certain people. This is how you act. This is, And then you're molded into this other version of you that you hate. Right, you ultimately wind up trying to appease everyone, but never appeasing yourself. Mm-hmm. Then your true self starts to come out as you get older, and you start to realize that. Let me peel back all these little layers that people put onto me because that's not me, and you find yourself again. Uh, but but those voices of negativity that come into the mind and make us question ourselves and our levels of successes and whether or not we meet the match, if you will, we meet the criteria for where we're supposed to be, quote unquote. Those are not our voices. No, those I have to are keep not reminding those myself are... how fucking awesome and dope yes. I fucking am. As you should. And not worry about those who, you know, let somebody else get high off of me. Mm-hmm. You know? Let, you need to be around people that bring you joy. Mm. Life is too short, you know? For anything less. I don't know if anybody out there has experienced loss. If you haven't, bless your soul. Yeah. But I know what it's like to lose a mom. And I was my mom's best friend. That was my best friend. We grew up together. She had me when she was like 14 years old. So I, when I lost her, something in me changed forever that I never had before. First of all, I didn't know what death was. So while I know you could get hurt and all this other stuff, and I knew people died, I never really processed what that meant. She was my first experience with that. But it taught me that you can be here like we are now having this conversation. And in the very next moment, not be here. Right. And so the value of enjoying your life and living in the moment and giving yourself credit and celebrating people, celebrating yourself is far more full of richness and experience than sitting there beating yourself up, fighting over the little things. It's all little things. Yeah. 
you know, having regrets because you you never closed off that bad energy that you had with someone or you never got to really live because you were so busy regretting and feeling down about how you've been living your life, right? So maximizing every day and learning to appreciate relationships. I love the fact that we can sit here and talk. I, I really, really thank you guys for being friends to me and being a part of my circle in this moment. Like You're any so of us... Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Our love circle, as Belor would say. Shout out to Belor Sue. <laughs> Hi, Belor. Right? Our love circle grows every day. You too can be a part of our love circle. All you have to do is just be inclusive. Reach out. Reach Comments. out. Show love. Support your friends and family. Look in the mirror. Love the person that you see. Mm-hmm. Learn to love the person that you see. Because that takes practice sometimes. Mm-hmm. Everything is right. practice. It's true. You, have, you can't... You can't... Some people don't even like themselves, man. Like, how do you mm-hmm. expect to fucking ever connect with anyone else if you haven't connected with yourself? And what we're projecting know? our realities into the reality. So people treat us how we treat ourselves. And if we don't love ourselves, then everywhere we go, we will be a victim. Mm-hmm. And we have to be mindful of that. Because living in a world full of victims is a scary place. It's right. funny you say that because I remember there was a, a point in the gym that was like the only girl in the boxing gym. Mm-hmm. And there was times, like, growing up, we live in the Bronx, where you get catcalling and stuff, and you just try to ignore oh, still, it. I can't walk on this block in peace sometimes. But sometimes you get like, yo, ma, God bless you. Start yelling at them. 1500 for my rent. <laughs> and then we could talk. But you know what it is? I couldn't be a woman, y'all. God knew not to do it. <laughs> <laughs> to be, like, when it's close encounters like that, that is in the gym, I used to be like, all right, it doesn't mean nothing to me. But then it was a point that I was like, Oh, no, nah, fuck out of here. I came here to train, and I'm not going to be, you know, sexualized in that way for you here right. because I'm here to work. That's funny because La Bruja was saying that yesterday, too, about being sexualized, overly sexualized as a woman in the industry mm-hmm. and how, you know, they're predators yes. and they expect some yeah. shit from you. And Make sure yes, you check out that podcast with La Bruja. She was awesome. Amazing. Shout out to her. But yeah, you were saying, Lisa? No, it's just that. Like, there's sometimes that you have to know... Like in relation, in any relationship, not only intimate relationships, that you have to know your worth and you have to put your foot down mm-hmm. and be like, no, I'm here to work. Like I'm not gonna be having this bullshit. It, it they have to respect you yeah. and your craft. And if sometimes you don't say nothing, it continues to continue. So first time you nip it at the bud, you never have a problem again. I realized that early on. And any gym that a guy tries to push up, I'm like, yo, are you fucking serious? Like, you do not see me training. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. like you gotta let niggas know sometimes. And I still get guys that come to the gym, they brand new, they don't know who I am. Um, and they try to critique what I'm... Motherfucker, if you don't get out of my face. Do you know that I bust you in your <laughs> mouth? And I've done it. I'm like, yo, <laughs> lace it. up. Like, let's far. Let's move around. Yeah. Oh, I don't hate girls. Yeah, that's what they all say. Uh-huh. So they get mm-hmm. tapped up. And then I, I, I've got guys that I've dropped them with body shots that I've, like, just... Fucked up their face Shut and up. guys that never came back to the gym. <laughs> They're like, yo, we're not showing. I'm not showing my face there yep. ever again. And heavier dudes too, but they think it's a difference between street fighting and boxing. Right. Boxing is an art, and you have to have endurance for it. Street fighting could get off if you have one good shot, right? And that's it. And usually there's people to break it up, but just thought of a good movie like a a boxing chick like Nisa meets an abusive man like R. Kelly or some shit. Oh my god. Allegedly. Because, you know, we fresh to the game. We don't try to shut down. <laughs> but, you, know, you also have tapes. But anyway, yeah. um, no, but I think it would be an interesting plot. You know, he thinks that he's going to just run his game and like be oppressive. And then 
She just yeah, put an ass whooping on that ass. Right. <laughs> that kind of just uh, summed up. That's why I'm not with my son's father. He, he tried to at least two times, and I, I didn't stay like that. Mm-mm. I whooped his ass, and then afterward, I was like, you know what? I'm not this is not domestic this is not violence. It's never know. okay, y'all. No. Ever. Like if you find yourself in a relationship that is any kind of abusive, remove yourself from emotionally, it. Mm-hmm. mentally, yes. spiritually. Yes. Like, it's all toxic. If it yeah. doesn't serve you, if it doesn't grow you, remove it. Sacalo, botalo. That's right. Nobody deserves that. And I was like, I'm not raising my son like this. I'll nah. be damned. Mm. Anybody ever read The Four Agreements? Yeah. No. No. Don Miguel Ruiz. Yes. You should check that book out. Also check out The Summer Rising December by Eddie Pabon. <laughs> <laughs> but um, The Four Agreements is actually a really interesting... Be impeccable interesting... with your word. Yes. The first agreement, be impeccable with your word. The second one, uh, don't make any assumptions. The third one, don't take anything personally. And the That's fourth one, always do your best. Yeah. And these are four simple steps. There's a fifth one, which we'll get into later, maybe. I think that that the fifth agreement is like a whole other separate book from the fourth, right? It is, yeah. The fifth agreement is a separate book. Shout out to Dom Miguel Ruiz for yes, writing great I stuff. Love you. I don't know him, so the this is not a plug for him, but you got a plug here, bro. Right. Um, not that he needs it because his books sell crazy. I, right. I buy his books whenever they come out. I've got like one of them. But, uh,. The first one, be impeccable with your word. Never use the word against yourself or others. Be mindful not to gossip, which is easy to do in America, at least. Mm-hmm. Especially um, when you're around a whole bunch of birds. Yes. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> at the, no, but be impeccable with your word. So what people, you know, what you say is, like, it has power. As, as we were talking about this with La Bruja mm-hmm. and the whole chanting thing and positive affirmations. If you speak light and love, you bring light and love into your space. If you speak negativity and drama, that's what you bring into your space. So that is important. Don't take anything personally. What people say and do is a reflection of themselves. Not you. Not you. Mm-hmm. So fuck them. What people do, <laughs> like, don't let, it, don't let it affect you. It's a, it's a projection of their own shit. Don't make assumptions. You never know why somebody didn't answer the phone or why people do what they do, mm-hmm. you know? And it's you... not for us to decipher. Yeah, That's to... your thing and you need to deal with it. Mm-hmm. When you start making assumptions, you're basically bringing up delusions and you're putting yourself through feelings as a result. Like I said before, you break your own heart just thinking the worst. Mm-hmm. Just let shit rot. And my favorite, which is one that I'm committed to, always do your best. So, you can never beat yourself up if you always do your best. You have regrets. I don't know about you guys. You ever had a time where you had an opportunity and you were too scared to go forth with it? Yeah, I guess I have. I, I can't really think of a specific one right now because I feel like I've never regretted anything that I've done because whatever I've done, I wanted to do at that moment. Mm-hmm. But what about you, Nisa? You ever had a, ch- a challenge in front of you, a test or anything that you avoided and then later on you regretted not doing it? Um, yeah, of course, a couple of things as far as uh, traveling and I had to give up school when I had my son. I had already dropped out of high school, got my GED, then I had to give up school twice because I was raising him by myself and I regret just not sticking it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me... That, yeah, I guess I do regret that too. I didn't go to college immediately after high school. By the time I decided I wanted to go to FIT, I was already working a full-time job and I had to pay for my classes out of pocket mm-hmm. while paying rent and bills. Mm-hmm. So every time I come across a young person who's in high school doesn't know, that's my <laughs> advice to them. Why you still living in your mother's house? Finish school. Go, just do it. Four years go by like this. You'll be 22 in, in a blink of an mm-hmm. eye. Like, mm-hmm. I, I regret not doing that. And my baby sister did go to college. She went away to the college in Rochelle. 
And I always say those were my college years too because I would go visit her on the weekends and like have the college experience without having the college experience. Mm -hmm. But yeah, if, if, the, if there's one, then that would be it. It's not going to school immediately after I graduated high school. And mine was, was similarly related when I went to, it was in uh, applying to a specialized high school from junior high school. You know, they have like the top four in New mm -hmm. York, Stuyvesant and all that stuff. I applied, got the test date, and then for some reason just didn't go to the test. It's just like I'm not gonna go. I don't See, think I'm gonna pass it. it. And I never ever to that day to this day I don't know. Now that I know how smart I actually am and how much potential that I actually carry, I wish I would, could go to my old self and tell myself, "Go take the test. You might have a whole different outcome in life. You have a whole different exposure to networks and things." But I never even took the test, so I don't know whether or not I would have passed. In junior high, I did the same thing. I wanted to go to the Harlem High School of Choir. Mm -hmm. And the day that everybody had to go to try out, I backed out. And Choir I Academy in Harlem? Yeah, I wanted That's to. That's so crazy. My One of my sisters that I raised, I, I really wanted she to went go to that school. There. I really wanted to go there, and I just, I, I didn't believe in myself. So I was so nervous, and everybody was like, Jasmine, you should go to, and I, and I didn't do you it. You sing, Jasmine? I do. It's not something I tell people. <laughs> okay. All right, wait for episode five hundred and something <laughs> where we get her drunk Only and she starts who singing. Know me, know that, <laughs> and then they tell their friends like, "Oh yeah, my sister can sing. Jasmine sing something." No, it's mm -hmm. yeah, it doesn't karaoke happen that way. Coming up around <laughs> the karaoke podcast. See, yeah. karaoke with my friends turns into, "Oh, Jasmine, and sing this song." Oh no, Jasmine, sing this song. Take I'm like, press. "Are y'all gonna sing?" Like, this is the Jasmine hour. No, mm -hmm. yeah, no, it's not something I tell people, but yeah. Yeah, so uh, don't always do your best. Don't have any regrets. I, I don't know. Be people listening, tell us what you think. Like chime in. Uh, we almost up for time here. We got like three minutes left, but I think. Uh, what can we take from this, guys? Well, trust the process. Trust the process. Love do yourself. Not stress. Love yourself. Um, remind remind yourself of the things that you have in your life that are great and don't focus on the negative. Mm. Don't, because when you always focus on the negative, you're gonna feel like you never have enough. Or like, you know what I'm saying? Like there's always gonna be something missing, but when you focus on the good, when you focus on the positive. You start to see all the abundance. When you focus on the people who really appreciate and love you, like when you really start to appreciate that love that you have around you, then nobody else matters. Mm. Like La Bruja said, she was like the, the affirmation chant. You know, thank, be grateful. Sit in silence and be grateful. Thank you Sit for my gratitude. big toe. Thank you for my pinky thank toe. You thank you sight. for my foot. Thank you for my eyes. Yes. Thank you for my voice. Thank you for my body. Thank you for my health. Thank you for my light. Thank you for my love. Thank you for my leche. Yes. <laughs> so it's important to be grateful because for every everything that you're taking for granted, there's someone out there who doesn't have it and wishes mm -hmm. that they were in your position. Right. If not for just simply to have that right. one thing. That you take advantage of. So whether it's your sight or you know your your, your hearing, your your environment, your relationships, nurture the positivity in your life and start to notice. Take off the negative lens, and then you start to see the beauty in the plants around you. You start to see that that those awesome relationships that you have. Start to really focus on those people and love those, those things. Love those that love you. Mm -hmm. And take risks. Yes, yeah. take risks like Nisa. Just go out there and fuck shit up. <laughs> Travel the world, fucking shit up, getting belts and championships you for it. Care about what fuck shit up. And fuck more shit up. 
I'm gonna get a shirt that says fuck shit up. Yes, that's it. You heard it here. If you ever see a hashtag fuck shit up, it came from Lisa Rodriguez. Folks, I want y'all to really know this was a fun talk. I'm glad that you know we just did this on the fly, but we had to because we were talking about some uh, some issues, some some relevant issues that I think hopefully you listen to this and, and. this will be something, something for you to to change the lens, right? And not feel alone. That's right. And to take risks and fuck shit up. <laughs> Until next time, y'all. Know that you have immense la leche de la within you. Light, love, and potentiality. And have a good one. Peace. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>